Hello, and welcome to the Dental Education Podcast with Class Solutions. This podcast is a community of dental professionals who share their knowledge and experience in order to provide value to you and your dental practice. I'm your host, Caitlin Cole, also known as the K in Class. This episode talks about membership plans. In order to get the best information for that, I sat down with Brad James, who is the Director of Partnerships at CLEAR. Hey, everyone. We have Brad James with us with CLEAR. And we're really excited to have you on today, Brad. Thanks so much for your time. Um, before we get started, I'm going to have you just kind of introduce yourself and um, state what you do for how long, maybe, and just give us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, Caitlin, first and foremost. And uh, yeah, as she said, my name is Brad James. I'm the director of partnerships at Clear. And essentially, what we do is, you know, we provide a dental membership platform for dental practices. And a little bit of background about me, Uh, I've been at Clear since May 2018. Um, I started off as a sales development representative and then kind of grew into my role that I'm in today. Um, And essentially what I do is I build business relationships with um, other other dental companies within the industry. So if our customers are looking for any value adds outside of membership plans, maybe it's marketing, web design, PPO optimization, whatever it is, um, it's essentially my job to go out there and build those relationships and vet out who's the best and who, who's the best and who we want to strategically align with for our customers. Um, we're based out of Philadelphia and uh, haven't really seen much of the light of day during these times, but, uh, but hopefully it's all coming to an end. It looks like it is soon. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions today um, and we're going to start out with the first question and that's going to be, what is a dental membership plan? Sure. Um, So dental membership plan, I mean, they've definitely been gaining a lot of traction in the past year or two. Um, And essentially what it is, is it's a way for dentists to offer dental dental benefits directly to their patients that don't have insurance. Um, So it's a way to essentially build that relationship, build that loyalty with those uninsured patients who want the coverage. They just either can't afford it or they don't have the means to getting access to something that's favorable and affordable for them. Um, and it's great for the dentist because, you know, when you work with PPOs and DMPOs, you know, they're telling you where to set your fees, where to set your treatment protocol. With a dental membership plan, uh, it allows the dentist to have full authority and autonomy when it comes to customizing the plans, when it comes to pricing, treatment protocol, and procedural discounts on, you know, what's outside of their membership plan, what's outside of their hygiene and preventive care, because typically what's involved in the membership plan is it's almost a bundle of that patient's hygiene, preventive diagnostic care. Uh, We typically see that it's like two pro fees, oral exams, uh, routine x-rays, and one emergency visit. They can customize it fully and create the verbiage that they want, Um, but that's the most vanilla type of membership plan we see out there. So it's, it's essentially a way to offer these uninsured patients dental benefits that they want. And it's a way for the practice to offer it directly to the patient. Love that. So essentially like a win-win. Exactly. Yeah. Um, All right. So the second question I'm going to ask you is why should a dental practice implement a membership plan now as part of their COVID-19 recovery strategy? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I know right now uh, to kind of, preface before I jump into this, I know COVID-19, you know, it's kind of been beating the dead horse where um, I think a lot of people just want to take advantage and obviously they do want to help out dentists, but, you know, we genuinely have conducted a lot of research to make sure that 
um, it's something applicable and something that's great for the practice and great for the dentist. So, you know, if we're just looking historically at um, crises that have been recent, a lot of people just want to compare the COVID-19 pandemic to the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009 when the housing market collapsed. Um, and basically what we're seeing is over that two-year span, if we're comparing the two, over that two-year span with the housing market collapse, we saw that there were about 9 million uh, Americans that filed for unemployment, so they lost their jobs. Right now, and uh, today's date is April 30th, uh, right now, we're seeing that over 26 million Americans have filed for unemployment. Now, you know, is that exactly the amount of people laid off uh, because people are being furloughed, they're being temporarily placed on leave or whatever? Um, no, it's probably not a full 26, 27 million, but, you know, there is still going to be a large percentage of those Americans that are going to have either their, you know, their employment stability their salary or their benefits cut in some way, shape or form. So I think the reality um, is that right now, a lot of these uninsured patients and dental practices are seeing about 30% uninsured patients, active uninsured patients on average, you know, we're only going to see that uninsured number increase. So essentially what these practices want to do in the meantime, is that, um, you know, you want to be able to offer something that's you know, something that's attractive for these uninsured patients, especially these newly uninsured patients that are used to having dental benefits, um, especially something that's going to be budget friendly and affordable when a lot of people are going through financial stress right now. Um, so these membership plans are, are better than ever to essentially, you know, give those patients ease of mind, uh, peace of mind, and also additionally, you know, it's a way for you as, as a practitioner to look empathetic towards your patients. And, and I mean, it truly is a, a great move because you're essentially saying by implementing a membership plan or at least offering one, if they already have one in house, you're saying that you understand the situation that they're in. You understand that they may be struggling and these dental, dental membership plans are gonna be a great way to really build that relationship and build that trust with these patients in a time where they really need it the most. Um, and something that's also just really important to take in to account is, you know, if we're just going back to comparing it to the Great Recession, um, during that two-year period, we actually only saw a 6% decrease in patient visits to general practitioners. Um, so essentially what that's telling us is, although um, a lot of people were dealing with financial stress during 2008 and 2009, they were still visiting the dentists on average. <clears throat> so dentists weren't really struggling for visits, but Something that's also um, important to take into account is although they were visiting the dentist, there was a lot more stress on these out-of-pocket cash-paying patients, which you can probably assume because more people are filing for unemployment and losing those benefits. So basically, the big picture is right now, it's an unprecedented time where these practices have been closed for, say, at least a month. We're seeing more so two months and potentially three months, depending on when these states are allowing dental practices to reopen. And it's, it's unprecedented because there's a backlog of treatment. Uh, there's a backlog of treatment and patients are going to be more price sensitive than ever. So there's no better way than to just be prepared and offer this to your patients than offering a membership plan. Love that. So how would you say a membership plan helps patients access the care they need and drive treatment acceptance? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, it's great for the patients because essentially what you're going to do is no one knows, um, no one knows, understands the practice and the patient base better than the dentist and the office manager. Um, so what you, what these practices should really do is you want to make sure that you're personalizing these care plans for your patient base. You want to make sure that you're pricing it um, in a way that you can see your patients being able to afford, but you also want to make sure that's profitable as well. Um, so basically what you want to do is offer something that's realistic. Obviously you get to control and, and, and dictate what type of, of pricing and treatment protocol that's best for your patients. And it's great because <clears throat> now it's, you're giving these patients access to care that they've been looking for. And what I mean by when I say that they've been looking for is we've actually uh, conducted research and, and brought in uninsured patients in focus groups. And we have essentially found out that uninsured patients on average, even though they come in less frequently, and we're actually seeing that the average uninsured patient, only 17% of them come in for their annual visits. Um, we're seeing that even though they come in less frequently, and they accept less treatment than their insured counterparts, <clears throat> we're seeing three huge value, value adds for, for um, these uninsured patients. And essentially what these uninsured patients told us in our research is that they understand that their oral health is linked to their overall health. They understand that a healthy mouth leads to a higher quality of life. And they understand that a healthy mouth leads to um, living longer. So those are three huge value adds that these uninsured patients understand. But we wanted to dig deeper and basically figure out why are they not coming in? And, and basically, you know, when, when it all, what it all came down to is that it all stems from the complexity and from the lack of transparency from insurance companies. These uninsured patients, even, since they didn't have any coverage, they didn't understand the pricing uh, for, for dental offices. So they thought that it was too expensive and they thought that since they didn't have insurance, they didn't want to come in. So what these membership plans are doing is, you know, we're putting the power back into the dentist's hands. And in addition to that, you're giving these patients the transparency and the ease to understand that they've never really had before. Um, and it's something, you know, if you just take a step back and just think about consumerism in general, you know, you want to understand if you're shopping in a store or if you're shop or if you're looking for some type of service, you want to understand what you're going to be investing in. Um, so essentially, these membership plans gives these patients the, the transparency and it gives them the understanding and ease that they, they know what's included. They know what they're paying. And um, and we see subsequently that treatment acceptance goes through the roof. It actually increases about 50 to 75 percent when they join onto the membership plan. So, um, so it's really a, a bit of a no brainer. I love that setting the transparency and the expectations from the start. I think that's truly super important. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what impact or maybe what are some of the benefits that a membership plan has on a dental practice results? Sure, so everyone, I, I think no one can really argue right now that these dental membership uh, care plans are a great, great benefit to the patient. But, you know, what's, what's the deal for the practice? Is, is a practitioner going to be losing money by offering these plans? And, and that's something that we've essentially, that 
you know, at Clear, we, we want to make sure that we're proving the return on investment for these membership plans. So just from a research standpoint, what we've done is we've essentially, essentially extracted data from random customers of ours throughout all 50 states. And we essentially wanted to figure out, you know, after a year, a year and a half, two years of being on Clear's membership platform and offering a membership plan to their patients, what does that ROI look like? And um, it's really, really interesting because before I kind of dive into what results we're seeing, um, you know, if you just look at businesses in general throughout the United States and throughout the world, the subscription economy is kind of taking over where a lot of businesses are starting to rely on, on membership plans, loyalty plans, VIP clubs, whatever the, the name is, they're essentially leaning on subscription uh, business. And why they're doing that is because um, essentially what they're seeing is that members for their loyalty plan spend two times more than non-members when it comes to businesses. Um, so basically, if we're stepping back into dentistry, you know, a membership plan is great because subscription business is defined by a type of business where it's repeatable, but the consumer, or in this case, the patient has options. And that really defines dentistry to a T, where these patients, you want them to come in at least twice a year, unless they're a perio patient where they come in three or four times, whatever the dentist, uh, whatever the dentist recommends. But essentially, what you're doing is, you know, you're telling these patients to come in two times a year. So that's repeat business. And then in addition to that, you know, in a lot of especially metro areas, um, there is a, a high saturation for dentists. So there's definitely a lot of competition and a lot of options for these patients in the area. So you basically, through offering a membership plan, you want to make sure that you're, I don't want to say locked in because it sounds, um, you know, it kind of might sound like a bad connotation, but um, essentially what you're doing is you're building that relationship and you're getting that patient to commit to their oral health care at your, at your practice. Um, but if I'm kind of bringing it back to dentistry, I know I mentioned that consumer, that consumerism members spend two times more. What we're seeing is the literally almost the same exact thing to a T when we pulled the research that I was talking about a bit earlier. Um, what we're seeing is a 2.1 times increase in production. So, you know, I know some people might want to prefer thinking of it as production, but you can also think about it as revenue to 2.1 times increase in revenue or 2.1 increase in profitability for these patients. The, the essence is that these, pay, these membership plan patients were formerly uninsured patients. They came in less frequently and they declined more treatment. And the, and the thing is, as soon as they join onto this membership plan, their profitability and their revenue increases. You build that relationship with that patient. So, you know, we understand that for the patient, it's a great deal, but you know, our research is, is showing us that for the practice, it's, it's profitable and you end up turning those membership plan patients into your most profitable patients. Uh, so it's a win. It truly is a win-win for both parties. So if a dental practice doesn't have a membership plan in place right now, what are some of the best practices um, for implementing a membership plan? Yeah. So some of the best practices, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the most important part is that, you know, with these membership plans, you're getting their patients, you're getting them to commit to their hygiene appointments, and you're, and you're essentially, you know, 75% of treatment acceptance origi originates from hygiene. So that's the number one thing is as soon as you get 
as soon as you're offering your membership plan, you should be offering it to everyone. And you truly do want these patients to come into the office. And I think most of them, we're seeing an overwhelming majority take advantage of what they're paying for. But the biggest thing is you want these patients to take advantage and come in for their hygiene visits because that's essentially where the case acceptance comes into play. And that's where it really becomes profitable. But if I'm kind of going into the best practices, I'll just run you through a couple. So, you know, you, you want to make sure, like I mentioned, that you're, you're making it personal for your patients and, for your, and local for your practice. So you want to make pricing realistic to where you're located throughout the United States. I understand practices identify themselves differently, whether it's a drill and fill or whether it's a high-end cosmetic practice. You know, either way, I think the dentist and the office manager has a good pulse on what their, pa on what their patients expect and what they're willing to pay. Um, so you basically just want to make sure that you're personalizing it for your, for, that it's appropriate locally where you're located and um, also that it's personal for your practice. And in addition to um, the personalizing for your practice, you know, we work with not only GPs, but we also work with pediatric dentists and we also work with periodontists as well. So, you know, they truly do have a full customization for these membership plans and, you know, it really is personal for them where, you know, if it's perio, they can create perio plans. If it's pediatric, they can create, uh, you know, baby and toddler plans. They can create children's plans. It's full range of customization. In addition to that, um, you know, you want to make sure that when, when it comes to the pricing, you want to make sure it's realistic in the sense that it's something that's fair for the patient and affordable, and then something that's also profitable for the practice. You know, we see some practices that were doing it themselves in-house uh, with their membership plans and, you know, they priced it too high and they didn't see any, any sign-ups or any patient enrollment. Um, so that's one end of the stick where it's too profitable for the practice where no patients come in and, you know, it doesn't end up being profitable at all. Um, or on the other end of the spectrum, you know, we see, we've seen some practices offer it at a very affordable rate where... They're, they actually have a ton of patient signups. It's very popular, but, we're see, but we see that the practice is losing money from their membership plan. So you really just want to make sure that you're finding that balance between affordability and profitability. Um, another thing to really take into account is, you know, I'm not sure if, um, if, if it's only dentists that are going to be watching, watching this video and listening, or if also office managers, but basically the practice owner for the most part, it's a dentist and, and, you know, they're a clinician first and foremost. And we understand that, you know, they're going to be the one that ultimately signs off, signs off on implementing a membership plan, but you need to make sure that at least your office manager is bought on board, is bought into the membership plan and is on board. Um, because for the most part, we see that the head administrator for these membership plans is the office manager. And you just want to make sure that you have that, um, that consistency and that synergy between front office and back office. You know, if, if the, if the dentist is busy with patients all day and running the practice, the office managers is in the front office, making sure that things run well. So you want to make sure that you're getting commitment from everyone that's, in, that's involved in your practice, especially your office manager. And then you, you do want to make sure that your, your team's committed and, and believes in it as well. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, there's, you know, you want to make sure that you're, that you're training your team. So it's not just like you're implementing it and then you're kind of just letting it run itself. 
uh, you want to make sure that everyone on your team feels motivated and that they understand that this is a great opportunity for their, for their patients. There is kind of a misconception that, um, especially for dentists that compensate um, their hygienists based on commission, there is a misconception that hygienists will lose money from this. Um, that's not the case. Um, and we've actually, you know, if, if we're just looking at ourselves as a company, you know, we have plenty of best practices to share with these, with these dentists on how their hygienists um, can be compensated. Um, and then there's just a couple more best practices. Make sure that you're offering it to all of your uninsured patients. I mean, we, we've heard some practices that only offer it to their new uninsured patients or maybe just newly retired patients that lost their benefits. You want to make sure you're offering it to all your uninsured patients, new, existing, dormant. Um, I mean, if you just look at it as a business owner, from a business owner standpoint, you know, we discussed that our practices are seeing a 2.1 times increase in profitability. Like, why wouldn't you want to offer that to everyone, you know? Um, so, so we want to make sure that you're offering it to all of your uninsured patients. Make sure that you're measuring your membership plan on production and profitability, not on just write-offs and adjustments. That's a big no-no. Um, lastly, I have two more. You want to automate. Um, you want to automate processes so that you're minimizing the workload for your team and for your patients. Uh, so, like automating patient processing, automating um, member renewals. You just want to make sure that you're removing that administrative burden from your team. And then, lastly. These practices, they want to be compliant with uh, state and fe federal regulations. So from a federal standpoint, it's a lot of HIPAA compliance. Um, then there's a lot of consumer protection laws. And then from a state standpoint, it really varies. But um, it usually most of the states outside of Washington state aren't too um, complicated or, or strict. So how can CLEAR help a dental practice um, launch a membership plan now? So, you know, it's really important, especially if we're just looking at the times, uh, if you do want to get a, a membership plan up and running, you know, we can move as quickly as possible. Uh, we can get, make sure that this is up and running, your team's trained, so that when your doors reopen, you know, your uninsured patients can join. We are a cloud-based pl platform, so we can implement extremely quickly. All it takes is one onboarding call, um, and it's 30, 40 minutes. We essentially, during that call, we'll design the plans, get you up and running. Uh, we'll figure it, we'll, we'll give recommendations on pricing and treatment protocol. The dentist can take or leave our advice. We just wanna make sure that we're setting some type of bar uh, for expectations. And essentially after that 30, 40 minute call, onboarding call, they're, they're up and running. So essentially they're ready. They'll have access to their training videos on, on their portal. Um, and that's how quickly we can move. Now, just from a, a standpoint of our technology, you know, we make sure the user experience for patients and for the front office team is extremely easy. We have uh, six-week product development um, cycles, so we're constantly taking care of bugs. We're constantly um, enhancing the platform, making the user experience much better. And then, um, in addition to that, you know, we want to make sure that we're truly partnering with these dentists. We are patient-centric, we are dentist-centric. So um, we are actually completely free to implement. There's no implementation costs, there's no startup fees, there's no standard monthly fees. Practices, we actually charge um, per member. So we're performance-based pricing when it comes to our services. So 
these practices can get up and running, have the team train, they'll receive all of our materials, have access to the portals and our technology, and they won't pay us a penny um, until their first member signs up. So we are strictly performance-based pricing. And, uh, and in addition to that, you know, I think from a company standpoint and from uh, just a fundamental standpoint, you know, we're not just going to stand up these practices and move on to the next customer and move on to the next dentist. You know, we have a fully equipped uh, customer success team that's broken down into three divisions. We have our onboarding specialists, we have our customer growth uh, specialists, and then we have our support specialists. So, you know, we have three different points of contact that are going to be in touch with our customers to make sure that you know, not only are they going to have someone to lean on and, you know, a holding hand if they need that support, but in addition to that, we'll be sharing best practices. We'll be sharing tips so that they feel, so that they feel comfortable, their team feels comfortable when it comes to rolling out their membership plans and talking to patients about it. Um, and in addition to that, you know, we have some great technology and algorithms in place that tracks our, our customers' goals uh, to make sure that they're on pace, that they're not underperforming. So, you know, there's definitely a, an accountability standpoint as well. Um, the biggest thing is that, you know, we're, we're truly delivering a white glove service and we want to make sure that these practices feel like that they have the support that they need to be successful and they will get that um, working with clear. Um, and then lastly, you know, we just have a, a really smart proven leadership team that, that has some really, um, really, um, impressive like impressive backgrounds in the tech space like our ceo dave monahan he comes from microsoft uh we have other um c-suites and and vps that come from ibm and other really impressive um tech backgrounds so you know you we're definitely in this for the dentist we're in it for the patients and we want to make sure that they're receiving um the best tools to, to be successful awesome well thank you again so so much we really appreciate all the information and your time um, is it okay if I leave your, maybe like your email and your website for people to contact you after this? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you need, if you have any questions, if you want to set up like a virtual demo uh, to just see what the platform looks like and learn about our, our services, my email is just simply brad at clearklear.com. -E um, or you can visit our website, clear.com. Um, and then, you know, if you guys want some more information or have any questions, like I said, please don't hesitate to contact me and I'm happy to point you in the right direction or answer your questions. Thank you. Yeah. So everybody listening to the podcast, I will be putting all his information in the show notes. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, I will put all of his information in the description below. So make sure you reach out to him, Brad James at clear. Thank you so much again. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Caitlin.